0: So I came here today to talk to you about freedom. <laughs> and how sometimes the very things that are meant to unfetter us, like a cord or like a lavalier mic, so you don't have to hold the microphone, are the things that become our fetters. So there we go. <laughs> You're welcome for the object lesson. So freedom, that's what we talk about around the 4th of July in our, in our country. And just as the reading from, um, from Khalil Gibran, freedom is not what we think it is, for the most part. What makes us free is actually what ties us to things. And um, the beautiful thing is that what we realize is that we have choice as to what we tie ourselves to. Well, we don't really. We're all one. But we have choice as to acknowledge what we want to tie ourselves to and what we choose to let go. So freedom, I just want to read the the Webster uh, definition, is an absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. Liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another. Independence the ability to act or change without constraint, not stuck, not prevented by other forces. So we have a tendency to focus on what we're free from. Breaking those chains is what we want to do. And so as a country, we broke the chains of England, but we made our own chains. And we've been living bound by them ever since then. And as we become more aware, we will break those chains as well. But um, just a couple of things that, that were running through my mind this week as I was writing this. I was So free speech is so important to us. It's important for us to be able to speak our truth. And yet, what we've done with the prevalence of social media is speaking whatever nasty thing we want to, and calling it our truth and having other people believe it simply because of the number of people listening once something is repeated a certain amount of times it becomes truth it's a relative truth but all truth is relative truth so it cheapens our words it becomes about quantity rather than quality and so if I want to be free if I want my speech to be free what that means to me is I don't get to say just everything that crosses my mind It means that I get to choose carefully what words I use. Freedom of religion. Free from compulsion to embrace someone else's religion. But free to practice our own also. But free to not compel others to practice our own. And that gets out of hand. It's like the people who came uh, the pilgrims weren't just escaping um, religious persecution. What they were, they wanted to set up a colony of everybody do it our way. And that's kind of what happened. And we're still sort of living under that, um, that Protestant work ethic, that Protestant uh, ethic of denial and austerity. And we're also living under what resulted from that, which is our... Uh, our backlash from that, which is to say, I get to have everything all the time that I want, any way I want it. Freedom from prison. Yeah, we get out of our prisons and what happens? Literally, in this country, we get out of our prisons and something like 70-something percent go back. Freedom from slavery. The Hebrew children were led out of Egypt But they didn't get to the promised land for 40 years. They wandered around aimlessly and making all kinds of mistakes and not knowing where they were going. Freedom from dependence. We don't have to be dependent upon anybody. I'm completely independent. But if I don't live in this world alone, I need interdependence. What we know is that none of us alone has everything we need, but all of us together do. And then freedom from our past. Freedom to let go of the things that hold on to us. Freedom from our unforgiveness. Freedom from our jealousy. Freedom from our fears. But what I want to talk about today is more rather than what we have freedom from, is what we have freedom to. We have freedom to choose our words. We have freedom to use words of love even when someone is throwing us words of hate we have freedom to practice our own spirituality and to allow that anybody else practicing their spirituality as long as it's not impending upon us is their right we know that here freedom from prison Freedom to what? I think that's the problem with slavery in prison, both with the Hebrew children and with um, the slaves that were brought over year after year after year for 100 years to America and enslaved. Our country was built upon free labor because we enslaved other human beings and treated them as less than human. We're still living with the backlash from that. So when we're free something, we have to think, what am I free to do now? If I'm free from slavery, then I have to decide, what am I going to do with my freedom? If I'm free from prison, I have to have something I'm going to, not just a place I'm going from. Have you ever been a place in your life where you're like, I'm out of there. And there's this moment of, "woo," And then there's, okay, what now? what now so that's what i'm talking about today freedom too so freedom from work is that freedom to be aimless or is it freedom to be engaged in something else that you truly love is it freedom to be of service in other ways besides the ones that you have to do in order to make a living freedom from prison where are you going what do you want out of your free life how do you get there Hafiz says, who can tell? Who can I tell the secrets of love? Who has not confined their life to a padded cell? Look at the nature of a river. Its size, strength, and ability to give are often gauged by its width and current. God, too, moves within our poles, our depth. God flows and gathers power between our heart's range of forgiveness and compassion. And so when we think we are free, but we have not forgiven our past, we are not free. And as Gibran talked about, those are exactly the chains that we make. (laughs) The person who harmed us or wronged us isn't holding on to those chains. We are the ones holding on to the chain. And so what are we free to do when we have decided to let go, to be free from Maybe someone's mistreatment of us. What are we free to do then? Um, I've shared before that my first marriage was quite an abusive one, and I was free. Finally, when my daughter was born, I had the courage to free myself from that because with my fundamentalist upbringing, even though I wasn't completely sure that I didn't deserve to stay in that marriage, when she was born, I was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't deserve this. She did not make this bed, and no way is she gonna lie in it. And I'll figure out the rest later, which is what I did. But it took me a while. I was free from someone who I had to walk on eggshells around. I was free from someone who was abusive verbally and mentally and emotionally, and sometimes physically. And in my next few relationships, I sort of rec- I-, I picked men who weren't abusive. But every time they looked at me cross-eyed, I was like, Oh yeah. So how free was I? How free was I? I had to learn. I had to learn to not to, to fix my vision, to see what was there rather than what I was used to seeing, and to open my heart, and to take a risk. Because when we're free from chains, we often just go and find another chain, because it feels scary to be free from chains. It feels scary. What if you just spin out? Right? But when we are free from something, then we have the moment of choice, the moments of choice, the daily choices. What is mine to do today? You ever have a day off from work that you've been looking forward to forever? Like, please, 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 just let this day come so I don't have to work that day. And on that day, you go, well, I don't really know what to do, but it feels like I shouldn't waste this day sitting around doing nothing. Hmm. What do I do with this day? I don't know if y'all do that, but I do that sometimes. Freedom from regret. Freedom from regret. What Ralph Waldo Emerson said, for everything you have missed, you have gained something else. And for everything you gain, you lose something. And so we get to be free from regret when we begin to look at the whole world as our teacher, everything as our teacher. My first husband was a beautiful, perfect teacher for me. I had to be in that much pain to break the fetters of the religion of my childhood and say, no, this can't be right. This can't be right, no matter what this book says or no matter what those preachers say or no matter what my family says. I had to be in enough pain, and so, hey, God got me there. I do not regret it, not one day of it. And so when we begin to understand that everything that's happening right now, whatever it is, something we like, something we don't like, something that feels good, something that doesn't feel good, everything is our teacher. I've been telling myself that the heat is my teacher and i am a reluctant pupil but i understand that it is i just haven't quite figured out what it's teaching me other than that man am i ill tempered when i am hot <laughs> so maybe it's presenting a challenge how you know it's no challenge to not to be even tempered when everything's going well but it is a challenge to be even tempered when everything isn't going well when you don't feel good in your body which i do not when it's hot so there's my teacher there's my freedom am i going to be free from the heat maybe october november but can i be free before then yes i can it's my choice it's my choice and it's not an easy choice i'm working on it i'm working on it freedom from control Expectations are a way of trying to control the future. Comparisons are a way of trying to control how we see things. Competition, a way of control as well. And what do we know about control in our lives? (laughs) Doesn't work too well. Because everyone else isn't cooperating. And so we are free to say, all of these people are making it hard for me to be the perfect being that I was born to be. So I got to work on those seven and a half billion other people. And then I'll be fine. Or free to say, guess what? Seven and a half billion people are getting to do exactly what they want to do. And they will do exactly what they want to do. So how do I find my freedom within that? How do I find my freedom within that? I get to have expectancy rather than expectation. Expectancy means I trust that I am going to something good. I am keeping my heart open so that I can receive whatever that is. And expectation is I want this thing. And then if this thing doesn't happen, I want disappointment. Do we ever say we want disappointment? No, but when we set up an expectation, that's really what we're saying. I've decided that there's a one in a billion chance I won't be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) So we learn to let go. And I have a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh who is just very much my teacher. Letting go gives us freedom And freedom is the only condition for happiness. Ooh, I'm gonna say that again. Letting go gives us freedom, and freedom is the only condition for happiness. If in our heart we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. So, what's keeping you from being free? Is it your job? Is it your spouse? Is it your neighborhood? Is it the hot Texas sun? Is it the housing market? What's keeping you from being free? And how can we then recognize that and claim that I am the only one who can really fetter myself and I am the only one who can free myself from fetters? I'm the only one. And so we begin to see, or this is what I think is true, we begin to see freedom as responsibility. The ability to respond to what's happening outside of ourselves and to what's happening in our interior world. It's obvious that my freedom, well, it's not obvious to everybody, (laughs) but it seems like it would be an obvious thing that my freedom ends where my freedom to do this ends where your face begins. (laughs) I'm allowed to flap my arms all I want to, but I'm not allowed to slap you in the face. right? So my freedom ends where your freedom begins. And so unless we're willing to work in tandem with each other, unless we recognize that we are not independent, but interdependent, unless we recognize that I not only need you, I am you, and you are me, in a very, very real sense. And if I hurt you, I hurt myself, period, none of those but they deserved it. I wouldn't have had to if they hadn't. When we hurt another, we hurt ourselves. That is the fact of being one with all. All the beauty of oneness and all the pain of oneness. Our joy adds to the collective joy. Our pain adds to the collective pain. The pain we inflict adds to the collective pain and we are part of that collective. A Course in Miracles says, This world awaits the freedom you will give when you recognize that you are free. Because the moment we know that we're free, <clears throat> right, the moment we know we're free, then we can free everybody else. Once I stop comparison and competition and jealousy and tit for tat and eye for an eye, then I automatically free everyone else. I'm not holding on to them. I'm being me. I'm accepting the joy and the learning that is mine. Nelson Mandela said, for to be free is not merely to cast off chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. Ooh, it's not even just about me being free, it's about me extending myself in love to make sure that you are free. That's a lot of what um, the 12 steps are about. First of all, I had to free myself from my own prison by stopping the way I fool myself that I have control over anything. And then I get to free myself from holding on to deeds of the past, whether someone did it to me or I did it to them. Those are harder to let go of often. Our guilt, our shame, our embarrassment, our willingness to replay a hurtful event over and over and over again, when in truth the event happened once, and every time since then it's us inflicting it upon ourselves. So when I am free, I don't have to do that anymore. And I don't have to make you do it. I don't have to say, oh yeah, remember when sure I did. But you, I'm talking about me right now, y'all, because this is what we do as human beings when we are free from, when we think we're free from something, but really we're just binding ourselves up in other chains. George Bernard Shaw said we must be free not because we claim freedom, but because we practice it. And so how do you practice freedom? Yeah, political freedom, I'm not... All of this is metaphysics, but it's also real. We believe that we have political freedom, but we don't, really. And until we decide to... Admit that we are fettered, we are going to do nothing about our fetters, and I'm not here to talk about politics, but just in the world, if we don't admit that we're tied up, we can't even begin to loosen the strings, and so we start to look for the places where we're tied up. We start to look for the ways that we say, I have a friend, and this is like a joke between us since college, um, when one of us isn't behaving properly or when we observe someone else not behaving properly, we say, that's just the way I am. (laughs) Like that's an excuse. Well, that's just the way I am. I'm mean when it's hot. That's the way I am. Well, there is truth to that. (laughs) But that's just the way I am because I choose to be that way. And so when I start applying my choice and when I start considering others and their freedom is the moment that I am actually free. So it's not free from anything. It's free to live a life of love. It's free to awaken into a world that is not against me, no matter how much I think it might be. It's free to awaken into friendship. It's free to awaken into relationship without a lot of junk clogging up the conduit between us it's free having a little trouble with my asthma this morning it's free to be that conduit from the one love that is part of us all that is us all that we're a part of and that is bigger than us all to be an open conduit for that love to flow where we don't clog it up at any point along the way We don't clog it up from coming in. We don't use our shame or embarrassment or confusion or our unforgiveness or our regret to keep the love from coming in because those are ways we limit love in our lives. We also don't use our resentment and our conditions of any kind, our fear of lack to keep the love from flowing out. And there is nothing better. And I've had glimpses of it. I've had moments. I don't, I'd like to live this way, but I can't tell you that I live this way all the time. But I know what it feels like to live as an open conduit where I am simply not holding on to anything. I'm allowing the love in and I'm allowing the love out. And, and assuming, here's the deal with freedom, assuming that everything happened, that happens in between is for my good is to teach me how to love more freely. If my love is never challenged, how do I know it's actually real love? If no one ever tries to, or even my own mind never tries to compose, to, to put a condition on love, then how will I know that I can love unconditionally? You know, I love unconditionally in moments. In moments. Not in days, not yet but I, that's what I know is possible for me. And that requires a lot of awareness. It requires work on my part. I have to look at the truth, even ugly truths, and do something about them if I don't like them. That doesn't sound like freedom, does it? It sounds like work. It is work, and the work is what brings us the freedom. They happen simultaneously. I think not even as a cause and effect, but just as a constant ongoing dance. Ooh, I was holding on to that. I need to let go of it. I need to, ah, I'm letting go. Oh, I'm so free. Ooh, what is that? (laughs) And then we get to learn again and again to let go, so that as we begin to experience things over and over again, we recognize, oh, yeah, that's that thing. I already let go of that thing. So I don't, even have to, I don't even have to delay this one on its way. I can just let it run through. I don't have to give it any mental energy. I don't have to give it any emotional energy. I go, oh, there's that again. And I already chose that I am free. And so I let it go so that I can be free for the love to flow through me. Finally, we are free to make meaning of our lives, to find meaning in our lives, not to wait for something meaningful to happen or to show up, but to find the meaning and to make meaning out of whatever it is that's happening. I'm going to leave you with a last quote from, I consider the master of understanding what freedom is, Viktor Frankl, who lost his whole family in a concentration camp. Spent much of the war um, of World War II there in it. He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So that space is the ability. Making that space begins to allow us to be free. When we notice that something is clogging up the works, something is making us reactive, and instead of reacting to take the space and go, wait a minute, I have a choice there. I don't have to do what's always been done. I don't have to do what's been done to me. I don't have to do what I've been taught. I get to do what my heart tells me is the truth, and therein lies my freedom. He goes on to say, everything can be taken from a man but the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And so I ask, what are you free to do today? Yeah, we want to be free from, but what are you free for? What are you free to? To love, to start over. To stop in the middle sometimes when you recognize, ooh, I didn't make that space and this is hurting, so whoop, put the brakes on right now. Stop in the middle, you can take the space at any time. At any time, in the middle of an argument where you know you're being a you-know-what, you can stop and say, whoa, I just noticed that I am not being my best self here. That's hard to do, and yet when you take that space, you get to start over. You get to start over. Accept where you are, not shame yourself. But look, there I did it again. Oh well, I'm going to let that go. And here I go forward, making a new choice, a new life, a new way to do what Rumi says. And let the beauty that we love be what we do. Whatever you notice that is beautiful and wonderful and that fills your heart, that can be how you express In the world as the love of God. I invite you to take that today as your truth. You are free to do whatever you want to. Thank you. And so we just take a deep breath. We're going to take this into a short meditation. So we just allow ourselves to freely be here. We, in our opening prayer, we let go of all that was tying us down before we got here, all the thoughts of, oh, what's left undone, what I still have to do, what's just, if, you, if those thoughts come, you get to say, hi, bye, you know, I'll let you be. Right now, right now I am sitting in open space. I'm breathing into this space, understanding that the breath that I am breathing is the very proof of the love of God flowing through me, sustaining my life in this and every moment, whether I deserve it or not, whether I ask for it or not. And yet what I know is Every time I breathe in, I have to breathe out. Or I don't get the next breath. And so we allow ourselves to breathe in this love. And to breathe out. us talk about a space that's between the in-breath and the out-breath just an openness that space is our choice point that space is where we can decide if we will act from our freedom or react from our chains We get to decide whether we let go of chains or whether we forge them. In that space, we get to remember that we are perfect and beloved and special just like everyone else. so we allow that love of God to flow through us. And this is what I call living in the promised land. The Hebrew people left slavery just as we leave our chains in different ways throughout our lives and then sometimes wander around in the wilderness, we can make that wilderness wandering fruitful. We can say, what do I choose to? Completely let go of what I am free from, and now I am free to. And the answer that comes to me is I am free to love. If what I am breathing in is perfect love, then I can breathe out that perfect love by not occupying the space between with anything that holds me down or that holds another human down. No, no judgment, no fear. And I won't do it perfectly, but there are moments... Perhaps we're having a moment right now of allowing any hurt or pain, memory that is tying us up to just let it dissolve into the love that is our birthright and our only goal and also the activity between birth and our goal from love to love to love that this is possible that we are blessed to be aware that it's even possible. We're filled with gratitude. And we release. And we let go. And so it is. Amen.